0: was there brother right when you
1: needed me fight for the rights of every man and what you're gonna do when the largest arms in the world run wild on you i am a real american fight for what's right fight for your life What is up, everyone? Happy Friday. We are coming to you with another episode of the Hot Tag on this Flashback Friday, and we're going to be talking all things Macho Man for the second week in a row. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that new intro to the show. Uh, I don't want to keep talking and uh, running my mouth, so I'm going to bring in the the one and only, the, the star of the show here brandy smith how are you
0: i'm okay guys that intro is the bomb that is awesome <laughs> i love it it is awesome is the bomb. we just need a oh yeah in there
1: yeah i yeah, yeah will we we'll, we'll have to add that in
0: we need a oh yeah and uh guys i have a really cool update for you um i had another covid test yesterday and i should have my results by tuesday so even you guys in england will hear me scream when it comes back negative so keep your fingers crossed yes
1: we're going to we're going to keep our fingers and toes crossed we're going to be saying prayers and yes. all of that good stuff uh sending positive vibes you gotta lose this guy. sorry oh, about man. that um <laughs> yeah we're going to be don't really know what happened there with my sound stuff but yeah uh we're going to be sending positivity and everything your way so uh so yeah you you guys in the chat thank you all for uh for joining and sending your love to brandy uh before we get started i just want to shout out a few people um dj b tazzy how are you my friend famous kj carter kevin correa uh eva marie is my love you're going back to that now okay um whoa, whoa. <laughs> Sonny Wolf. Uh Hayden Garrett. Monica King. Nels. Josh Mickelson. Uh General Snotty Naughty. Love still love that. Still love that name. Um let's see here. Who else is in here? I think that's it. I think that's it. We we've got a good crowd in the chat um uh, watching. So Again, yeah, I I just want to start this out. Uh, We are (laughs) always—I'm always on it, Jeff. Okay, uh, Eva Marie is my love, if that's your real name. Uh, (laughs) Big Boy Dally, uh, James Chadwick is joining us from Twitch. So, guys, um, thank you all for joining us. Uh, Like all the time, we are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. Uh, If you have a Twitch account, you can join us over there. Um, Please, if you haven't done so already, if you're new, please like and subscribe. Uh, I do want to say this, though, before we really get going, and provided that my sound doesn't act stupid again, um, I want to thank all of you because we hit an incredible milestone last night. And my sound is doing that again. Um, <laughs> we hit an incredible milestone last night, and we hit 800 subscribers on our YouTube channel. So I want to say a big thank you to everyone um, that has Woo! subscribed, that has subscribed to our channel, um, and supported us from the very beginning. I know if Joe were on. Today, he'd be saying the same thing, um, but it's it's really cool, um, really cool to uh, to get 800 subscribers, and to do so in the amount of time that we have uh, is really it's not a testament to us; it's a testament to uh, to you guys because you guys are supporting us, and and that means a lot to us. Uh, so, uh, myself, Joe. Jody, Brandy, we all say thank you to all of you for everything um, that you've done in in terms of supporting us. And uh, pretty soon, guys, hopefully we will be hitting that 1,000 mark. And when we do, we are going to have a heck of a party. We're going to have a lot of giveaways. We're going to do a lot of cool things um, for that. So we just want to thank you guys. Um, if you guys like to listen to the podcast on the go, check us out on all the different podcast apps. Uh, we've got, you know, Apple, um, anchor, Spotify, breaker, Google podcast, overcast, pocket cast, radio public, you name it, we're there. So, um, so yeah, you know, take us on the go, take us on the go. And yes, as general snotty naughty says, road to one K. That's right, baby. We're we're heading there. We're getting there. So all right. I, I've done enough talking. Uh Brandy. We're gonna talk about uh the Macho Man again this week. So uh so yeah, go ahead and um and give us uh give us a little bit more about the macho man.
0: All right, my tag team partner, since we're talking about WCW tonight, I want everybody out there in the chat to give a big woo for the insiders. Because we rock. Um, I was telling you guys about my COVID test, and there's a couple things in the next couple weeks that I'm really looking forward to. So I hope I get to do those things. And and, uh, there's somebody special listening, and hopefully he's in the chat, but I want to say hello to my guy. Um, All right, we're talking about the Macho Man at WCW. Last week we left off with Vince giving what seemed to be a heartfelt goodbye to Randy Savage. Uh, I think that would turn out to be not necessarily genuine, but Randy started talks with Eric Bischoff. Oh, I got to tell you guys this. This is so funny. My phone doesn't say Bischoff. It says Bischoff. Bischoff. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know what that's about, but I thought that was funny. (laughs) Um, so Eric Bischoff gets a call from Hogan and Hogan kind of pitches in the idea. Hey, what do you think about the macho man? And Bischoff is kind of like, okay, you know, we, we could work with that. And, um, so, so the story goes, Hogan says, well, do you want to talk to him? And Bischoff thinks, you know, at a later date, you know, he'll give him a phone call, whatever. So Hogan just hands Mach the phone and, and uh, you know, Mach is like, Hey, Eric, you know, and um, they come up with a satisfactory deal. Um, he, he comes into uh, the WCW in late 1994. Uh, according to Eric Bischoff, this is in his book, and he's talked about it on his podcast, um, 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, if you guys want to check it out. Um, Slim Jim had a lot to do with being able to give Randy Savage the money he asked for because the money wasn't going directly to Randy. It was going to the company. It was going to whatever company he was working for at the time because they were, you know, a sponsor of the company. So that went a long way to, to putting Randy where he wanted to be. Definitely in the same picture as Sting, as flair, maybe not quite up there with Hogan, but, but close. So around this time in WCW, you have a lot of influx from the former WWF. You have Gene Okerlund, you have Bobby the Brain Heenan, you have Hacksaw Jim Duggan, you have, you know, Hogan, who came in earlier, now you got Macho Man coming in. Uh, You have BTFBB, who in WCW is known as the Zodiac, the Booty Man, uh, I don't know what I'm forgetting. He's con- he's confusing. Brutus had issues. Um, yes. You know you've got you've got Sherry coming in here. You've got um, Psycho Sid is back and forth. You know, so so there's a lot of people from from the WWF that are you know coming into the WCW, and so it goes. You know, there's little nervousness you know, with the stalwarts in WCW, but everybody seemed to get along with the macho man. He starts out on WCW Saturday night in an interview with Mean Gene, so it's like old times, and he's he says, um, you know, he, he wants to go after the title and he wants to confront Hogan and he, he doesn't know if he's going to shake his hand or knock him out. And so at, the next pay-per-view you see hogan in the main event and macho man does a run-in and you don't know okay are, are they gonna brawl here or is mach gonna shake his hand and macho man shakes his hand and so in macho man's first year in the wcw he he does a lot of tag team matches so we're gonna have ourselves a tag team match player and he he actually uh tags with sting a lot which I had forgotten about. I mean, can you have a more incredible tag team than Sting and the Macho Man? No, no, I don't. I don't (laughs) think so. Um, No, I don't think so. Especially, especially you know, before it's the Crow Sting and you've got Surfer Sting. He's got all the different colors, and I just know that works so well with Macho Man with all his different colors, and so uh, Macho Man is kind of feuding with the faces of fear and that would be avalanche Kevin Sullivan and the former big boss man. If I'm correct, am I correct there, Jeff? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Big Bubba Rogers. Yeah. That's his name in WCW. Okay. Um, so uh, macho man and staying, you know, they do a tag team match with, with two of the, the faces of fear. And, uh, in this match is so cool. Sting comes out with this face paint and so does Macho Man. So if you guys want to look up, um, later, not right now, cause you're listening to us, but look at that tag team match with Sting and Macho Man against the, fa- the three faces of fear and, and, and see how they did that. Because I would love to know what that visual looks like. I really would. I, I would think that would have to be one of the coolest things ever. So, um, Macho man is in a match against avalanche and somebody does a run in and you think it's a woman, but it's Ric Flair in drag. Now, please somebody in the chat, go look that up and tell me <laughs> if it looks like Charlotte. I'm dying to know. Um, so Ric Flair <laughs> in drag comes in, messes up macho man's match. And so they start a a really cool feud here. Um, Angelo Poffo ends up being brought into the feud. Eric Bischoff kind of said, you know, this was a favor to Macho Man. He wanted to bring his dad in, you know, for a few uh, one-offs. And, you know, his dad was going into the, uh, I believe they called it, WCW called it the Slamboree or Starcade Hall of Fame which didn't exactly exist it was just you know in name only and so in one match rick flair takes angelo Pappo's cane and you know hits randy with it and randy loses that match and then at best at the beach they have a lifeguard lumberjack match jeff you're the wrestling expert here What is a lifeguard Lumberjack match?
1: Well, um, (laughs) given that we had a really fun show last, given that we have a, had a really fun show last night about bad gimmicks, hopefully at some point we can do, uh, (laughs) terrible, um, gimmick matches, matches. um, because I have, I still have no idea what a lifeguard Lumberjack match is, um. I, even though I saw it, I still don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm at a loss. I mean, WCW back in the day had some very, very interesting, and I'm being nice when I say that, very interesting gimmicks and um, gimmick matches. So, you know, like later on they had the Viagra on a pole match. So um, yep. that just tells you why. That tells you what WCW cw was all about
0: but what do you what do you think of rick flair and drag
1: um interesting is what is what i think about rick flair and drag um <laughs> rick flair has done a, done a lot of things in his career um but yeah rick flair and drag is um uh, very interesting to say the very I, least
0: I, just, I think i'm glad that i'm blind on that one but um I still I still want to know if it looks like Charlotte. Okay, so you know, they they continue their feud. Um but the interesting thing is is as they're still feuding, Arn and Rick, Arn Anderson the enforcer, I love you. Uh Arn and Rick turn on each other. And so after this feud has sort of culminated, Rick Flair tries to get Savage to kind of you know, team with him against Arn and and whoever Arn wants to team with, and Savage says no. Savage says no. I I agree with him. I, I wouldn't want to go against the Enforcer either. I you know, that's dangerous territory. But so I wanna I wanna move to Savage's first title win here. He's a part of the first World War Three Three Ring Battle Royal. I love this idea. I love this concept. I love the idea that wrestlers can hop from ring to ring and you, you know, will eventually have a winner. This isn't, this isn't something that WWF had adopted at the time. At the beginning of the Royal Rumble, uh, I can't talk tonight, you guys. At the Royal Rumble, Bruce Prichard was a huge proponent, proponent of having a two ring battle Royal, not just the one ring as, as we, it conceived and as it is today but wcw had no fear and neither did the booking committee Uh, so they had this this three ring massive battle royal and i can't imagine how much seating space they gave up for this but i still love the idea macho man wins he wins his first wcw championship he will ultimately be a four-time wcw champion so he moves forward from that and and he kind of feuds with several different people he's got you know some matches against the zodiac or the booty man or whatever they're calling him at the time um and everybody is kind of wondering well when is macho man gonna face hogan because they hadn't faced each other since wrestlemania 5 and you know, when is when is that kind of gonna happen? And it eventually does, and there's this expectation that it's gonna be this huge match, this huge moneymaker. And and I think it, it it was not nearly as exciting as, you know, the WrestleMania five match. I don't know if that's because of the environment, because of the company, because of the booking. I'm not sure. Um so you, you, you have all this going on with the Macho Man's character. Um, he brings in Liz to be with him. And, you know, all accounts is this is a strictly business relationship. But he always did want to kind of look out for her. He wanted to make sure she was okay. He wanted to make sure she was okay financially. And, but what Liz does is she eventually turns on Savage and sides with Flair and they go with this idea that when she sided with flair she she brought a lot of her divorce money with her and so what do flair and liz do they set up a vip section for themselves at nitro now if you have flair money and you have liz money is that what you would spend it on Not me, anyway. So I just, I thought that was one of the more interesting decisions of the booking committee. And you have a difference here in, um, in WWF back then. Pretty much the producers, the writing team were Vince, Pat Patterson, and Bruce Pritchard. Here in WCW, you have a booking committee. Um, at around this time, Flair's the head of the booking committee. You know, there's other people in there. There's Tony Schiavone, you know, other, I'm sure Eric Bischoff may be in there. Um, you know, maybe a couple other wrestlers. Eventually, uh, Macho Man would play a bigger part in his booking. Also, it's very widely known that Kevin Nash had a lot to do with booking later on. So um, Liz, um, that's pretty much as far as Liz goes until she joins the NWO um, and that happens the NWO you know comes to be bash at the beach 96 and it completely changes the game in WCW so 96 yes. Monster Man leaves leaves for a few months and he comes back and he's you know one of the head WCW guys who's wanting to you know knock out this evil Faction that has come about um, from Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Hulk Hogan. Eventually, they would add Liz, Eric Bischoff, pretty much half the locker room. But in the in the beginning, you have you have Sting, you have Macho Man, you have you know so so many people of the of the WCW locker room kind of going at it with the NWO because they took this invasion angle to the limit. And um, Macho Man would eventually be forced into joining the NWO by Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff says, well, if you don't join the NWO, we're going to fire you. So that's how Macho Man ends up joining the NWO. He turns on Sting. That is right. He turns on Sting because there's going to be this big fight. Turns on Sting. And I believe he takes his shirt off and he's got the black and white underneath. So
1: that is correct.
0: What'd you think of the black and white macho man?
1: I love, I listen, any macho man I was a fan of, I mean, whether he was a heel or a face, um, I really loved it, but I thought that it just made NWO that much more powerful Yes. Uh, with him there. And it was just a very interesting, uh, dynamic with having him Hogan and, uh, Kevin Nash in there. I thought it was really, really interesting.
0: And I thought the promos he did during the NWO2 were, were more gritty. And so if you can get even more intense, he did. I think, I think he got even more intense than what we were even used to. Um, yeah. And and I really enjoyed that.
1: Oh, hey, Brandy, Brandy, before yeah. we before we keep going. So I, I was trying, for everyone that was listening, they thought that my sound went out. But what happened was I was trying to open up another tab to pull up a picture of Ric Flair in drag. Um, but <laughs> Sonny Wolf actually found that picture um, and, you know, didn't Yo, have to... Sonny kill her didn't have to kill her internet but she says update rick flair and drag rick fluffy wig with dark eyeshadow (laughs) nothing like charlotte so there we go
0: (laughs) well they say she looks just like her dad so i wasn't sure (laughs) you know um
1: not in that case
0: (laughs) oh my god i love it i love it i wonder if he did his own makeup
1: By the looks of that, it, yes.
0: <laughs> That's great. That is awesome. You guys are the best. Um, okay, so Savage ends up uh, in the NWO, as I just said. Well, he goes to a feud with none other than DDP. He gets into a feud with DDP and Kimberly. Um if, if you're not familiar with this time in wrestling, it is one of the absolute best. The Macho Man's feud with DDP is actually one of my absolute favorites out of all of his feuds because they brought the best out in each other. Eric Bischoff um, said that he was a little concerned about the two of them working together because, you know, Randy's got such a strong personality and, and so does Diamond Dallas Page, but... They, they really worked well together in the ring. They trusted each other. And they would have a False Count Anywhere match, uh, a No DQ match, and then at Halloween Havoc that year, they had a, oh God, um, a Las Vegas street fight or, or something like that. And I'm like, um, yeah.
1: What does that have I to do with Halloween Havoc? Me, and, absolutely nothing.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was just WCW for you. I mean, they.
0: It's the booking committee. They
1: just. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know. Hey, look, what's the most random thing that we can throw out there in terms of a gimmick match? A Las Vegas street fight. Okay. Interesting.
0: And it yeah. said Halloween Havoc. Yeah,
1: I mean, not even, a, I not mean, so I could arcane, almost see not, it if it was, right, not Bash at the Beach, not, you know, any slumber, of the others, um, I'm trying to, you know, right.
0: It's Halloween heaven. I mean, if
1: they had, if they had a haunted Vegas street fight, that's yeah, different.
0: Absolutely, or, but no know, or one of them gets thrown off a building, like they threw the big show off a building, you know, why not do that, but. You know, I don't know. It's, it's hilarious. They, they made some of the most ingenious decisions during this time and some of the stupidest decisions during this time. It's so funny. So Savage has a little bit of a contract dispute during this period of time. So he leaves for a couple months. He's also dealing with um, some knee injuries. He ends up having knee replacement surgery and he comes back with this totally new look the hair slicked back in a ponytail he's got earrings and he's got a new valet can anybody out there tell me who that was
1: we'll see if we get some uh get some comments here some comments going
0: if mike lister's in the chat i know he knows but
1: he he is in the chat. So, and and we had Joe join us. So, uh, hey Joe, how are you? Hey Joe, glad you could join us this evening. Let's see here. <laughs> Wrestling days fan says Goldberg. I can assure you that it wasn't Goldberg. Oh, no, it wasn't Goldberg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't see Goldberg in drag.
1: Scary Sherry from Joe.
0: No. Good. Good shout, though, Joe. Good shout. Not,
1: not scary, Sherry. Let's see if we can. Uh, Craig Hodge says hello. Hello. Um. James Chadwick says sensational, Sherry.
0: Unfortunately, not. They they wouldn't be together in WCW, and I'm not sure why.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't get that either.
0: I don't either. I never understood that. I loved what she did with Harlem Heat, and we'll get into that when we do our Sherry episode. But yep. why she wasn't with Macho Man and WCW, again, the booking committee.
1: Yep, the booking committee, um, they giveth and they taketh away.
0: Yes, they do. Okay, nobody got it. Uh, the Macho Man's new valet was Gorgeous George. Who was also Macho Man's twenty-three-year-old girlfriend? So Mach had to have been in his late forties at this time, and he's dating a twenty-three-year-old. I wonder, I wonder if that gives any uh, credence to those Stephanie rumors that are out there. But, but he was kind of robbing the cradle, and uh, and so she's his new valet. Just she a little bit. In, just a little bit, right? So she helps him in in these different matches. And they would eventually form Team Madness. And Team Madness was Medusa. Good job, Macho Man. I would want Medusa on my side any day. Gorgeous George, uh, Miss Madness. I do not remember Miss Madness. So if any of you guys do, let us know. But Team Madness, you know, they would they would um, go after certain opponents. Kevin uh, Kevin Nash was. Um, somebody that Macho Man fought against during this period of time after they had, you know, been friends in the NWO and also in the red and black, the NWO wolf pack. So, you know,
1: that was that was awesome, by the way. Wol- that was, Wolfpack really awesome. was
0: awesome. The wolf pack was awesome. I think it stretched it a little bit when you got, uh, what did, what did, uh, the Latino version of NWO called themselves. LWO.
1: Yeah. Latino, yeah, World, yeah. Latino the- world order. Um, you, you really want to know what killed NWO though. We talked about this last night. What really killed NWO is when they put disco Inferno in NWO.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Freaking lately. <laughs> well, that, and, and they, they let too many people in it. You had half the dog on locker room. I mean, half the dang locker room is in yeah. nwo and, and that's what yeah it. i mean when when disco inferno yeah. goes in i mean come on when Vart Vincent. james
1: chadwick says uh james chadwick says miss madness was molly holly
0: no way are you serious wow oh
1: and that's i want to give a shout out to uh conrad conrad uh from everything pro wrestling just joined us so shout out to you man.
0: What's up Conrad? There's also this this angle where um Eric Bischoff and Rick Flair are fighting for the presidency of WCW. And, you know, Macho Man ends up interfering in that match and <laughs> Rick Flair becomes president of WCW. I'm glad that's just a cursory title. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a cursory title um so you get to around 2000 and who comes back thank god for Sid Justice uh huh you have Sid Vicious coming in and he's he's helping out Macho Man they do some tag stuff together and then Macho Man ends up in a feud oh Jesus with Dennis Rodman um I don't, I I, I take Davis Rodman about as seriously as I take David Arquette. So all I'm going to say is my money is on the Macho Man in in these instances. And one of the Macho Man's last appearance, for WCW was in the ring with Gorgeous George, and he's kind of talking about passing the the torch. And, you know, how you need to do that, how that's how the business is supposed to work and the last time you see him is he joins the uh millionaires club with hogan and flair and the the more elite wrestlers the older wrestlers i guess you would say and then after that you don't see him in wcw again Uh, i'm guessing a lot of that has to do with the booking at the time you know that it's kind of a coffin on roller skates at that point and we know that WCW would fold in two thousand and one. Yes. But I wanna take a minute yeah. and talk about some of the Macho Man's film roles, some of his television roles and his music. Um, hey,
1: well, Brandy, before you start yeah. before you start talking about that, you know, since we've got these wonderful clips here, um I this is a good time it, oh. This is as good a time as any to uh Play this since you're about to go into this.
0: Dance break. <laughs> How can you not hear the Macho man sing and not get happy? That's what I want to know.
1: I know. It's just it's awesome. It's just I awesome. I love
0: it. I <laughs> love it. So Macho Man, of course, is the spokesman for Slim Jim, and he he did some really interesting stuff in the 90s and the 2000s. He uh, plays a guest role on Mad About You, Walker, Texas Ranger. He does a voiceover in Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Who remembers Space Ghost, right? He does a voiceover. Oh, I
1: remember that.
0: Space Ghost was weird, dude. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah, um
1: It was good. I, I loved it though. I loved it. It was
0: it was so weird. Um he he does a voiceover on King of the Hill and I do not remember that episode. I wanna go back and find it so bad because I just wanna hear, you know, Boomhauer try to say the macho man. I just <laughs> that would that would make my day. Uh, he <laughs> he also um uh, he also makes an appearance in Ready to Rumble. If you guys don't know what that is, it's WCW's attempt at a wrestling movie. And it's how David Arquette ended up as the champion because he came in to promote the movie. Um, we'll cover that one day. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anything too much right now about that. We also know Hey, he was- hey
1: Brandy, guess what I Yeah. Guess what I just found? What? I might have found Macho Man on King of the Hill.
0: No joke. A Doctor, I
1: pushed it too hard. This is great. You've reached the threshold. It's the moment when your entire body is screaming at you to stop and you think there's a realistic chance you might die. I know it's a good workout when blood vessels in the back of my eyeball pop. (laughs) No agony, no bragging. Am I right?
0: <laughs> That's awesome. There you go. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> that is awesome. He, um, we know he he played a part in Spider Man in 2005. He puts out an album called Be a Man. I've listened to some of the tracks on those album on this album, guys. It's available on YouTube. One song is about Hogan but I haven't listened to all of them yet, so I can't tell you which one. But I think it would be probably easy to figure out. But there's there's some really great stuff on there. When when our podcast is over, please go to YouTube, look up the Be A Man album by Macho Man. It is, it is awesome, it really is, it is so cool. So in 2004, Macho Man shows up in TNA. What? I didn't know this. I did not know this, you guys, until I started this deep dive into Macho Man. I was like, what? So he, he um, feuds with Jeff Jarrett a little bit. But the coolest thing about this is, you know, he doesn't stay there very long. He just does a few matches. But he ends up in a tag team match against Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles. And that's another thing I want to go back and look up because can you imagine those three in the ring? I can't remember who Macho's tag team partner was. Maybe it was Jarrett. But Macho Man in the ring with AJ Styles. Come on, you guys. That's a dream match.
1: Absolutely.
0: I I cannot
1: That's absolutely a dream match.
0: I cannot even conceptualize it. I wanna I wanna look it up and I believe it may have been at Victory Road. Um, that may have been the pay-per-view, but I I definitely want to go back and look that up. That, that has to be just absolutely incredible. Um, so Macho Man does a lot of charity work after, you know, this period of time. He's, he's no longer in wrestling. He's doing some film stuff. He's doing some voiceover work. He did the album like we just talked about, but he really had a heart for charity work. And people who saw him in that kind of role feel like they saw the real macho man. You didn't get the paranoid guy. You know, you didn't get the dig it. You know, you just got the man, you know, in the in the different charities that he served. And I think he should absolutely be commended for the work that he did, that he devoted himself to after his wrestling career was over because charity work was incredibly important to him. Macho Man and Liz never get back together. Unfortunately, she passes away. He tries to do um, a lot for her family financially during this period of time. He's heartbroken by her death, but he eventually finds love again. He marries his high school sweetheart, and they have maybe a year or two together until his death. And he and his wife were in a vehicle in Florida, and apparently Macho Man had a heart attack, and the car wrecked. And initially, when reports were coming out that the Macho Man had died, they were saying that he died from the car accident, that he died on the scene. Um, Apparently, none of that was true. He, He died of a heart attack and either died en route to the hospital or at the hospital itself. Macho Man is finally entered into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2015. Um, His induction is accepted by his brother, Lanny Poffo, who did wrestle in WWE as the genius. He wrestled in WCW some. But if you want to see one of the most interesting accepted speeches, please go back and watch the Hall of Fame from 2015 and watch the Macho Man's induction. Lanny wrote a poem about his brother and it's one of the most interesting things i've ever heard but uh i believe it was truly a heartfelt tribute to macho man i don't know how behind this induction vince mcmahon was himself but i think there was such an overwhelming desire for it from the fans that they had to do it they had they they had to do it not having the macho man in the hall of fame would have been an insult would have been an absolute insult. Um, Exactly. There are rumors that Hogan and Macho kind of buried the hatchet before his death. I don't know how true that is, but you know, my heart kind of wants to hope so, but I I don't necessarily believe that he ever fully trusted Hogan again. And I think his divorce from Elizabeth had a lot to do with that. So yeah, heart, I, I would agree with that. A heartbreaking end to an absolute legend, to one of the best in the business, easily top ten all time. And I want to mention this. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was from the Jersey Shore, and so he wrestled in TNA. And was it Jay Lethal? Was that his name? And so he he does this imitation of the Macho Man. And apparently it's so good you can close your eyes and you can think it was the Macho Man. And then apparently he also did a great Ric Flair impression too. So if you guys want to go back, look up the Lethal.
1: His his whole thing with Ric Flair is one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. Like he does the, he, he dresses up, you know, and (laughs) <laughs> the rick flair antics and oh my god hold on i'm I'm gonna see if i can find this real quick because does it he, is does worth he this hearing
0: same with the macho man
1: um i'm gonna see i'm gonna find okay. out
0: because that is something i've not seen and i and i want to go back and check out hopefully you guys it's on twitch or it's on youtube And then, of course, you know, there were some tribute albums to Macho Man after he passed away. But I think I think one of my favorite songs that Macho Man did was From the Heart. I believe it's From the Heart where he did kind of a tribute song to Mr. Perfect. I loved that.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just waiting on it to uh, to get him talking. Cool. The garden bodies in particular, the one, yeah, one that catches the eye and that catches the heart, huh? <laughs> I'm talking about ladies like Liz, yeah. What kind of music do I listen to? Yeah, I'd say uh, number one is rap. <laughs> oh yeah, most of you don't know, but I got got an album of my own out here, and uh, I was good. Yeah, so that, that is Jay awesome. Lethal as Macho Man.
0: That is fantastic! Oh my, okay, I gotta go back and watch that. Uh, another one of my favorite uh, impressions <laughs> of Macho Man is done by Bruce Pritchard. So if you want to check that out, you know, look for some clips of of Bruce Pritchard's podcast on YouTube. To me, my favorite is his Macho Man and his Dusty Roads. So if you want if you want a good laugh, you know, check that out. But oh man, that is awesome! I love it. So no, go ahead, Jeff.
1: No, no, I, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna say anything. I just really enjoyed that, uh, that impression because it was pretty good, and the fact that, that the yeah, he called himself Black Machismo. That's right. Yeah, he called himself right. Black Machismo. He actually Yeah, he actually came out to uh to the Macho Man's theme music and dressed as him and did all that. It was it was really really good.
0: I my favorite version of Macho Man's theme music is kind of the the uh the song with more of a rock edge. I love that where you get, you know, the beginning of of you know, the march, and then you, you hear guitars come in. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys... my favorite, too. Yeah, that, that's my favorite, because I feel like Macho Man needs an edge. So, you guys, do you guys have any comments or questions?
1: Yeah, let's turn it over to the chat here to see what everybody uh, thinks. And while we're doing that, I'll... Uh... Play a little bit of uh Mach some of Macho Mach. Mr. Perfect's the name will never be forgotten. As long as Macho's around, I'ma keep your spot in. Wrestling history, cause you were all about perfection. It's not a mystery that wrestling was the right selection. A little bit of macho man paying tribute to the one and only Mr Perfect. Kurt
0: I wonder what Curtis Axel would have to say about that.
1: I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question.
0: And and Larry yeah. the Axe, he's still around, right?
1: I, that I don't know. I'd have to look that, that
0: up. You guys, that's Mr. Perfect's father. I believe he's still around. I'm not sure, but... I would think that he would have enjoyed that song.
1: Um, Brandy, I've got a comment here from famous KJ Carter. Uh, Brandy, one of my favorite people in the world and a cool lady in the wrestling world, too.
0: Who? Me? You. What? You guys are so sweet. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much.
1: Okay, Wrestling Days Fan says, I didn't even know who Macho Man was until I watched last week's episode. <gasps> uh, Days Fan, go go to the network if you have it, or YouTube, and just look up clips and look up matches. Um, the one that we talked about last week between he and uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, go check Absolutely. that out. WrestleMania 3, I believe. Yeah, go check go check that out because that's an amazing match. Like that's that's a match that really sets the standard um, in terms of really good professional wrestling matches. Um, and go listen to some of the promos too because his promos oh were gosh, his amazing, promos,
0: absolutely fabulous. And that night, Savage and Steamboat they didn't just wrestle; they put on a wrestling clinic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Um. Hayden Garrett says uh, that Larry Hennick died in December of 2018.
0: Okay, guys, I'm sorry. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sean Rousset said the same thing. Uh, yeah, 2018, December 2018.
0: Okay. No questions tonight, you guys?
1: Yeah, so... I I know people are quiet. Dave in real life says hi Brandy loving this episode. Sorry I was late still at work. It's all good Dave. Dave in real life. It's all good buddy. It's all good. Oh and by the way. um, That's right. And if you have not done this yet. Please go subscribe to Dave's YouTube channel. He's doing some awesome videos. And uh, go support him. Uh, Please 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 go and subscribe today.
0: Absolutely, and he's he's also put up uh, some stuff on the Facebook uh, group, so please come mm-hmm. to the Facebook group. Check us out. We're a fun little community on there.
1: Um, Sonny Wolf says, I didn't know Macho Man was dead until now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember
0: crying when I first saw the news. It for me it was like when Dusty yeah. died and when Piper and when Piper died. Like I just cried.
1: Yeah. 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 It was that yeah, it was so tragic and so sad. Um <laughs> Wrestling Days fan. I don't even want to read this comment because it's so asinine, but I'm gonna read it anyway. Well, uh we should more? do an episode about we should do an episode about Eva Marie. This is not a request. It's an order. Um. Yeah. No. We we won't. Uh. We won't be doing that anytime soon. No. Um, So. This
0: is a classic (laughs) wrestling show, brother. Did you forget that? We we have to put you on probation, dude. I mean, for real.
1: Like, do you not? Do you not get the point? Sometimes when you when you get timed out, like sixteen thousand times during the stream. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not, not doing a we're not doing an Eva Marie episode. Um, Brother, Conrad says, uh, Macho Man Sherry? is an all time legend."
0: When we have the likes of Sherry on an episode, Eva Marie is not even on the list. Okay. yikes i know
1: that's what we that's what we like to call that hot fire right there that's what we like to call that gas that gasolina and that's what you get days fan you get the horns
0: cherry would kick her butt up one side and down the other of the ring and back to the back and to the parking lot yeah yeah
1: yeah so let's move on because we're (laughs) we're going to talk about a classic wrestling and talented wrestler so uh let's let's move on here (laughs) um (laughs) uh conrad says uh macho man is an all-time legend nails says macho man is one of the greats absolutely um yeah i'm trying to see who else guys if you have questions just uh yeah, uh, Sean Roussette says Macho Man is awesome. Uh, did Brandy check out Macho Man? Macho and Spider Man have the scene described to her. Did you Did you go back and look that I up, heard the, Brandy? I heard after the, last the, week, I heard the clip, but uh huh. Okay, it
0: didn't have the scene described to me. You know, action stuff is really hard for me to follow. You know that. You know. So, but I did go back and listen to the clip.
1: Okay. Good. Yeah. Good old Bone Saw. <laughs> uh, okay, Dave. In real life, Dave. In real life, ask: Do you think we could do an episode on Von Erichs and their impact on wrestling? I think that's a really good idea.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, yeah. We can, we can definitely do that um, for sure, Dave. Uh, because yeah, the Von Eriks Oh my goodness! I mean, they're yeah, what if their history like... in the business. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And in the meantime, in the uh,
0: meantime, if you want to see something really interesting about the Von Erichs, watch the Dark Side of the Ring uh, episode on them. Yes, it's fantastic. Yes,
1: yeah, and and honestly, if you want to learn a little bit more about wrestling, if you're newer um, to wrestling or just don't know a lot about the uh, the '80s and '90s wrestlers, check out both seasons of Dark Side of the Ring because it is absolutely amazing. A yes. uh, wrestling days fan said, "Ask, uh, what about an episode on the British Bulldog,
0: brother? You know that's going to come eventually. Come on now."
1: That's right. That's right. Nell says, "A uh, favorite Macho Man promo or quote."
0: Okay, just because this never happened, uh, I want you guys to go back and look up the Macho Man silent promo. Uh, I didn't know what that was until I started this deep dive. Um, My favorite other than the silent promo is the itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot surprise. Uh Uh-huh. And then of course, (laughs) you know, Liz pulls her dress up in the match against the mega bucks and there's no itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. There's big red bloomers. So, (laughs) so there you go the six-week build of the itsy-bissy teeny-weeny secret weapon and then boom you get bloomers
1: uh josh mickelson says can we do an episode on hulk hogan
0: Look, we can't do all the greats all at one time. You guys, come on, we got to spread them out. Uh, you know, once we do Hogan, it's gonna be like ten episodes. So, so he's yeah. coming. Uh, I just gotta figure out. Where That's I a want lot. Fit. Yeah, I just gotta figure out where where I want to fit him in. You know, I gotta cover like with Hogan, we gotta go through his WWF stuff, his WCW stuff. We gotta, you know, talk a little bit about the reality show. And then, and then we have to do a whole episode on the fall of Hulkamania. So,
1: yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, uh, we could do a whole episode. we could do a whole episode on his heel turn in WCW, honestly.
0: Absolutely. Um, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, we could do that. Um, Sean Rousset, before I get to your question, we're going to take a couple more here, but Josh Mickelson, uh, we've already done an episode on the million dollar man. So if you want to go uh, check that out on the channel, um, it is there under uh, the hot tag playlist. Uh, but we had a lot of fun with that one. So, uh, so yeah, go uh, that out um, because we did do that. Um, Sean Rousset asked about Steve Austin, if we can do an episode about Steve Austin. I Again, we're going to, we're going to hit all of these at some point. So, um, so yeah, just, uh, be patient with us. We're going to get through them as uh, as, as much as we can. Uh, but we want to space some of the bigger names out so we can do some series like we have with uh, Macho Man. Um,
0: and, of course, with Steve, let's see here. I would start out with WCW, then move on to the WWE. Yeah. Uh, WWE. Here's one interesting thing that I found out during this research for the Macho Man. Uh Stunning Steve in WCW actually went to Eric Bischoff at one point and said, hey, I got a storyline idea. And he said, what if I'm Hulk Hogan's long lost brother? Hmm.
1: Wow. Uh, let's see. here. I might have lost Brandy here. My phone messed up. Hopefully not. Up. Okay. Okay. We, we got you okay. back. Okay. Um, Nels says, stories. is uh, so Brandy a... We are too. Yeah, we're having a bad one right now too. Um Nell says is Brandy aware of Bailey's gear and elbow drop being an homage to Macho Man? Uh does she like Bailey or like that she does that?
0: I I really do like Bailey. I like her as a face and as a heel. Yes, I knew about the elbow drop. I love it. I think anybody that does anything as an homage to the Macho Man, I'm all about it. So, yeah. Um, I personally um, would like to be the first lady of the insiders podcast, mm, but,
1: you know, um, B, DJ B Tazzy says, uh, favorite storyline, mattress storyline with macho man. We got, we got like two minutes, so we're going to take that question and then maybe one other
0: <sighs> brother. That's, uh, um, Okay, I'm going to pick one for WWF and I'm going to pick one for WCW. Um, WWF, I'm going to pick The Feud with Dusty. And that's a shocker, guys, I know. Um, and WCW, I'm going to pick The Feud with Diamond Dallas Page.
1: That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah Nails, we're going to uh, cover Steve Austin. Uh, before he became Stone Cold, we're gonna go. Um, we're gonna go from his days in the uh, Hollywood Blondes all the way to uh his uh his last match at WrestleMania. So, uh, we will do that one day. Um, last question. This is a non uh, wrestling related question. Um, Sonny Wolf asks. What is let me let me go back because I think I thought that was it right there. Uh what's your favorite flower based on smell?
0: Uh, I have no idea. But my favorite flower actually... in are tulips.
1: Okay. Okay. And I am going to end on a, on a question here from Conrad. Uh, Conrad asks, what makes Macho Man Randy Savage so memorable to fans, in your opinion?
0: His promos. Uh, his dedication to his character. Um, I, I don't think you can watch a Macho Man Randy Savage promo and come out of it disappointed. Um, his in-ring work, you know, he, he could back it up. He could back his promos up in the ring. And... Just his dedication to the business, his, his dedication to his work, his dedication for making other talent better, you know, I think is what makes him, you know, the cream of the crop and definitely in the top 10.
1: That's right. That's right. And, uh, guys with that, with that, we, uh, we're going to end this episode and close this chapter on, uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage. It was fun to uh, these two episodes with Brandy. A uh, little bit of a programming note. Next Friday, uh, I'm going to be flying solo, and I'm going to talk about JYD, none other than the Junkyard Dog. So please join us if you haven't heard about him. Do a little bit of uh, do a little bit of homework before next week, and uh, and check and check it out. So uh, so yeah, go go look up some Junkyard Dog. Uh, matches and, and different things. You won't be disappointed. Um, and as always, if you haven't done so already, please like and subscribe to our many streaming platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, which you can't really subscribe to, but you can check us out there and on <laughs> Twitch. And again, if you, uh, if you are a podcast uh, aficionado and you want to take us on the go, uh, check us out on basically every single podcasting platform that's out there: Anchor, um, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, um, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket. I, I named them all before, so any basically any any of those you can go back and um, go back and uh, listen to our uh, episodes uh, on there, and um, we will be back with you guys on Monday for an episode of Abby's window and tonight's smackdown should be very interesting. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, Brandy, um, we'll do this again in in a couple weeks. And, uh, you want to tell every, I know you had a recommendation, but I want you to tell everyone who we're going to talk about next and then give them your recommendation.
0: Okay. Um, next week the plan is hopefully for me to be a part of the prediction show which i'm really excited about um we're gonna talk about sensational sister scary whatever you want to call her sherry martell the greatest female talent i believe that the wrestling world has ever seen you know for me everybody else comes behind her so if you wanna if you wanna do some research, go back and look at her stuff in WWF, look at her stuff in WCW. Um, you know Booker T has said that uh, you know their game really stepped up when Sherry joined Harlem Heat. So you're you're not gonna be disappointed with with the Sherry episode. I want to do something a little different this week. I'm gonna recommend a non wrestling book because. I know everybody's excited about SummerSlam. You're excited about what matches might be added. You know the the final build towards it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend something that's a a kind of break from from some of the wrestling books. Um, it's a true crime slash kind of haunted story. It's called "Murdered in Their Beds" by Troy Taylor, and it's about the Velisca Axe murders that happened in the early 1900s. And it's one of the biggest unsolved murder cases in our country's history so if you really want an interesting read check that out
1: awesome awesome stuff well guys we're going to get out of here now but thank you all for joining us and uh listening and asking all your questions and uh we will see you again on monday take care everyone
0: That's why I was there, brother, right when you needed me.
1: Fight for the rights of every man. And what you're going to do when the largest arms in the world run wild on you? I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life.